Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Man and Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode of the podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whenever and wherever you are listening, my friends. So we are number 35 in Botswana. Shout out to Botswana charts. We are higher than Shane Dawson's podcast in that country. Isn't that fucking insane? Shane Dawson has like millions and millions and millions and millions of followers. Granted, he had disgrace in the public eye, but we all, I'm starting to figure out like if you put yourself out there publicly, you're going to fall from time to time. And that's just fine with me. I got to get used to it. I'm manic, right? So recently I purged my Instagram and I just felt like it was a combination of, it was too many cannabis industry people. It was too many people that I couldn't tell if they were real or fake listener or if they liked my art. Um, So I just got rid of them all and I'm building them back up. And if you wanna follow me, please do. I probably won't follow you back, just saying. But whatever. This episode, I'm going to talk about my celibacy. Now, it started off as something that I didn't take serious. But once I hit four or five months celibate, I started to take it very serious. And I'll talk about um, me having sex after 10 months of celibacy. I'll talk about why I want to go back to celibacy immediately, why I have no intentions on having sex again until I either get married or meet someone I really, 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 really love. Um, now, I don't want to talk too much about who I was or what I did before I was celibate. I just kind of like want to touch on just how much of a change I've seen in myself and how much growth other people have seen in me, how celibacy affects not only your sex life, but all areas of your life, your work life, your personal life, your self-esteem. So that's one topic I want to hit on tonight is self-esteem. I had no self-esteem. And that was probably because the main reason why I was sleeping around so much. I had no self-esteem. And self-esteem is pride, healthy pride. Pride where you hold standards for yourself because you respect yourself. A lack of self-esteem is a lack of self-respect. You will not find, like if you don't find any self-esteem in anyone, you're not going to find any self-respect. And if you don't find any self-respect, then all bets are off with that person. All bets are off. Whatever that means to you. Um, I just want to say thank you before we get too deep into the podcast. For lis- Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your friends, family, and followers. I ask that you please do that to a previous episode or episodes that you have um, gathered as part of your liking of the of the Man and Candace podcast. Um, we are growing 
purely through sharing and out of word of mouth. I don't have a lot of followers like that. And I don't have, like, I'm not paying for ads or like, you know, you know what I mean? I'm not paying for people's attention. I, it's just purely whoever sees and whoever is attracted to it. I do my best making it look good, but it only goes so far. So thank you for listening and sharing with your friends, family, and followers. So as I mentioned, self-esteem, it was really, really low. I mean, last this time last year, I was making podcasts about Tinder and my Tinder dates and who I was fucking and just all, all types of stuff. And I made a recent episode called Are You Bad at Sex? And it was just funny to me to reflect on everything that I learned while being a whore. Um, and I like to say my whore years are 2021 and 2022. I said that the last episode, except I think I said 2001 and 2002, which could not be accurate because I'd be six and seven. I meant 26 and 27. I'm still 27. Um, I'll be 28 in two months exactly. So 60 days, I will be 28. 27 went by really, 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 really fast. I will say that. Um, so I think the lack of self-esteem for me was the pivotal item, pivotal marking for an individual to have a lot of sexual partners. I have a lot of sexual partners, about 130, 131. Um, they're not active partners. I'm not having sex with any of them. Um, they're all past partners. Um, and I want my next partner to be my last partner or my last partner to be my last partner, if that makes sense. My body count was getting too high for comfort, too high for statistics. And what I mean by that is I mean STDs, STIs. At what percentage of body count correlates to herpes, one? What percentage of my body count correlates to herpes, two? For those of you who don't know the difference, herpes one, I believe is oral herpes and herpes two is genital herpes. So herpes in your mouth or herpes in your private area. HIV and AIDS, what correlation to my body count of that made any type of sense to any type of statistics out there? Syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, I've heard of a super gonorrhea that's not even treatable by amoxicillin, which is a, a type of medicine we to antibiotic. So it was just getting very, very, very scary out there for me. And I could not have sex in good conscience. And I started getting tested and I started getting tested and I kept getting tested. And every time I went to go get tested, it was just like, I felt like I was going to find out if I'm going to live or die. And, and, and sex should never be that important, you guys. 
sex should never, ever, ever be that important to where you feel like you're going to lose your life or you're going to lose quality of your life because you have a sexually transmitted disease or infection. So my biggest motivator in the beginning of my 10 month celibacy was to not get an STD or an STI. I don't want herpes. I don't want AIDS. I don't want syphilis. I don't want gonorrhea, chlamydia. Even if it's treatable, I don't want it because it feels gross and it feels disgusting to, at least for me in my past, I do have a, a past of STDs that were curable. Um, I, I hold, me personally, I hold a special self-hate for STDs and STIs. I just feel gross and I just feel dirty. And that is not true of the person who has it, but that is true for me if I were to have it. So in the beginning, my motivations were STDs and your body count. Um... To kind of touch on more of a self-esteem topic before I move on to what else made me celibate is that I just didn't give a fuck. And that's what scared me is that like the more people I fucked, the more I didn't give a fuck. No pun intended. Um, I was very prude in the beginning of my numbers when I was about at like 50, I was like, fuck it. And then when I got to 80, I was like, fuck it. Because it's like, at the end of the day, who's going to tell me shit after 80? No one but God. Nobody but God. So that's who I'm going to have to answer to. At the end of the day, nobody but God. And he's going to, or she, he or she is going to be like, 130 people, 131 people. Eh. I hope it's less than um, my neighbor who's being judged next to me. Um, I became cruel, heartless, and cold. And what do I mean by cruel, heartless, and cold? I hated men and that's who i was having sex with the majority of the time i had sex with maybe like a couple women through three or four women but they weren't my cup of tea um i just completely just completely 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 became cruel and heartless and cold because i hated the men i was sleeping with and i hated the mentality of men because after a while they all started to blend together the type of guy i was fucking the 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 things he would say the things he would watch the things he would um the type of phone he had the way he dressed but it didn't matter what age it's just that across the board there were certain similarities in the guys that i was fucking and then i had this skewed version of what all men are, what the majority of men are that I like to fuck and I didn't like it. So I became jaded. I became worse than jaded. I became cruel 
I mean, I would, um, the same things that Ryan would do to me in our relationship or whatever you want to call it, I would do to those people. I would gaslight people. I would um, manipulate and um, lie and coerce situations in my favor. I would um, bribe these men. I would steal from them. Like Cardi B, I used to fuck men and I used to rob them. That's what I used to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. At least I didn't rob men or drug them and nothing like that. But I just looked at men as just pathetic. Just absolutely pathetic. I'm like, here you are, another body. Another body. And just heartless because I saw all the, all the cheating. All the cheating, I saw it. All the times that I was lied to that like, I, I could just see it. And every man to me still is a cheater. And I can die tonight single. And I will not have, I know for a fact that I will not have missed out on anything. Because I've seen marriage. I've seen couples. I've seen couples who say they're in love. And faithful and loyal. I've seen new couples. I've seen couples who I thought would never break up, break up. And I know that if I were to die tonight, I will not have missed one thing. And then I became cold. I became someone you could read dissatisfaction with the look on their face. I became someone who was just a stone when it came to the outlook on the positive outlook on relationships and romance. I was just a stone. I was like, I don't feel anything. No wind, no push, no pull. I am just Candace. And then the sex start started to become unenjoyable. I stopped enjoying sex. I stopped enjoying it. I. I was just like asking myself questions. Why do you need sex? Why do you want sex? Why do you want to have sex? What's what's the purpose of sex in your life right now? And asking yourself that as a tw single 27 year old with no children, that's a real question. Why do you want to have sex? So I started asking myself, like, are you a sex addict? So I stopped the porn, which was hard to do. And I talked about that in my porn addiction um, episode. Um, but I didn't stop having sex. But I noticed that the sex got less and less because I stopped watching porn. Um, my expectations for sex became less and less because I expected less out of these men because I was watching less porn. So um, my expectations were managed, but they weren't. I still wasn't satisfied. So I still not enjoying sex, which was something that came at the beginning of my celibacy, was that 
it just started to feel painful. There was no arousal down there. And I knew it wasn't me turning into a gay person or a non-binary person or a lesbian or a bisexual or a pansexual. It wasn't that. It was just me being like, what are you doing here? And being mentally checked out from sex. I got really tired of setting rules and boundaries with people, with strangers, literal strangers. I got really, really tired of telling people you wear a condom. I got tired of telling people my rules, which are like obvious, like no nutting in me with the condom, the, 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 like, um, no anal. I don't like sucking dick. Like I don't I don't care if I get head. Like I like I I don't. Like I was just real in and out. And you were either good at your stroke or you weren't. And if we were good together, it was a couple more times and bye. Wham bam, thank you ma'am. I learned over 10 months that you could begin to feel positive again about, I shouldn't say 10 months, I'd say within three months, four months, five months. Within five months, I learned that you could have a positive outlook towards romance again. Maybe not relationships in its entirety, but romance for sure in its craziness. Um, I learned that you could be lukewarm from being cold towards romance. I learned that. Um, you know, I wonder what my mother's motivations for celibacy was when she was celibate. She was celibate for about seven years before she got married. And I don't know how long I'm going to be celibate, but I'll tell you what, as long as it's going to fucking take or as long as it has been taking. Those are my answers. So as a 27 year old, I'm asking myself, what is sex doing for you? Do you, what, like, do you do it because you have a problem? And once I've figured out, I, it's not that I am addicted to sex, it's something else. So like I said, self-esteem. I was attaching my self-worth and my self-esteem by how quick and how good I can sleep with someone that is a man. That's all he has to be is a man. And so I was just like, wow, I'm attaching my self-worth to this, that I'm attaching my self-esteem to, to the act of sex. Just, just the act of it, not it being good or like it being with my favorite celebrity or just like something like that. It's just like, just the act of it. And I was just like, aha, that is a reason to stop. So about a month in, cause at first you're just kind of like, saying you're celibate but but trying not to say you're celibate and then 
it came at me. I had to change my number. I had to, um, when I first got celibate, I had to change my number. I had to change my email address. I had to delete people, block people, um, stop talking to certain people, get off certain apps. And then, um, yeah. In the first few months of celibacy, the first couple months, I'd say the first six weeks, I wasn't taking myself too, too seriously because I thought I was gonna be like, you're just gonna have sex again. It's just gonna come around. You're gonna get horny one period and you're gonna have sex. I just know it. And then so the third month came around and then I'm like, okay, you're not doing it. And then I started to struggle. I started to struggle. I started to go back in certain activities, but didn't actually have sex. But I wasn't like giving head or anything like that. I was just like, maybe I went to a guy's house and made out with him. And knowing where that could possibly lead, you know what I mean? Or maybe I downloaded something and I was chatting with someone. I, um, about my fifth or sixth month in, I realized I'm like, you're doing this, you're doing this. And it just became not a thought anymore. And then it became kind of boring. All that sex appeal that I gained, all that, um, just whore stench that was on me, just completely melted away, blew away. I, knowing, looking at me today, you would not think my body count was 130, 131. There's no way. I look like a fucking, I look like, I look like my name is Tamara and I'm 29 and I'm an artist and like, I don't know. I look like, I look like a plain Jane and it's kind of pissing me off to be honest. I like my sex appeal. I want my sex appeal back, but like I'm, I'm getting it back through the weight loss. I was 30 pounds heavier having all kinds of sex. And now I'm just like totally just like, ew, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, as a 27 year old asking myself, what is it about sex that makes you want to keep doing it? And uh, I couldn't really answer that question with adequate answers. I just had I just had more reasons to become celibate. I started looking on my timeline, and I see kids, I see children, and children is something I do not want. I see kids and I see children all over the place. And people are getting pregnant, announcing their pregnancies, and they're 27, 28, 29. And I'm just like, all right, all right. What am I gonna say to my child? I don't know who your father is because I slept around too much. Cause, I'm, cause I won't be talking to their father and I will not be getting an abortion. Let's be fucking real. I 
once that realization came through to me, that was it for me. That was enough for me and that is enough to carry me through. Even the hard days, because I want to talk about the days that, or the weeks that are hard. Because there are the hours that are hard. Because there are times, I'll talk about it right now. There are times in my celibacy journey where I really, really, really want sex. Not from anyone in particular. Sometimes someone in particular. But just in general. I just really, 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 really want it. And I feel like an animal. So two days, Monday, this past Monday, I had sex. And I I don't regret it. I, I'm not crying over it. But I will say that I do believe that it was it was part of my ovulation cycle because I got my period this morning. So that's what makes it hard is these hormones that your body produces, these natural hormones. I'm still menstruating. So it's like every month on time, I get horny because I'm menstruating. And like, I wanna fuck something, like I wanna fuck something. So um, I'm not going to restart my celibacy just because I fucked one person. I'm still celibate. And it's going to continue that way. I feel like it's really, really, really healthy because I'm not worried about my next STD, STI appointment. I'm not worried about a blood test. I'm not worried about a pap smear. I'm not worried about any of that stuff. Um, I'm not worried about having children. I'm not worried about being a side bitch. I'm not worried about finding out a year later that I've been sleeping with someone's boyfriend in the beginning of their relationship or at any point in their relationship. I don't have to worry about um, getting attached and getting falling in love and like becoming psycho over someone. I don't fear the feelings of emptiness and the feelings of shame and guilt after having sex with someone like another person after 80 people after 50 people after 30 people after 35 people I started feeling shame after every person and I feel like I got addicted to that shame and that self-hate and again with the self-esteem being so low it's it's just not a good combination having a lot of sex and having low self-esteem. It's not a good combination for anybody. I don't recommend it for anybody. Anybody who is a regular person, anybody who is a sex worker, anybody who is female or male, I don't recommend having a lot of sex when you have bad self-esteem. And we're gonna talk about self-esteem in my next episode. Hopefully I remember, but... <laughs> Um, I learned that there are good men out there that you're just probably not having sex with them. Makes sense? Makes sense to me. Um, at first you become doubted when you start telling people, oh, I'm celibate. They're like, oh yeah, right. 
And then you stop saying anything and then you become desirable because you're the only one who's not trying to have any relations. So you, so it's like an oxymoron. It's like a double entendre. Well, it's like, you know, you become doubted and then desired. That's the caveat. People want to break your celibacy. People think it's hot that, and this is what I found kind of disgusting and rude is that some people think it's hot to like be the one to break your celibacy. And it's like, dude, you're not that important. Your dick's not that good. It's like, in my last episode, last couple episodes, are you bad at sex? I mentioned that I need to know if you are good. And I started listing the signs of what makes me know as a woman who's been through 131 bodies that this is what lets me know that someone is good at sex. It's a certain walk, it's an attitude, it's a tone of voice, it's gestures, it's body language. So I am looking forward to my birthday because that'll mark one year of celibacy for me. And I practiced celibacy unknowingly when I was a teenager. I was a I was in an involuntary celibate. No one was trying to fuck me. And I didn't even know fucking was a thing because I was a virgin. But no one was trying to fuck me when I was in high school because I was, I don't know. I feel like if I um, gave one person a chance, my low self-esteem would have kicked in and I would have been a whore in high school. Life turns out differently for everybody. This is Candice with the Manic Candice podcast. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode with your friends, family, and followers. Um, I didn't think I was going to come on tonight and make an episode about celibacy, but here I am. Here we are. So thank you for listening. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever and wherever you are. I bid you adieu, my friends.